Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. Uh, um, January, almost said January. We're almost there. December 29th. This is episode 156 of Elijah Fire. Can you, man, we're like, we're less than 50 away from episode 200 now, which is crazy. Um, good crazy, not bad crazy. Uh, also, t- uh, next week, we do not have any shows, which is a bummer for some. It is fantastic. It is a boon for us here at Elijah Fire. We're like, yes, that allows us to kind of reset for the new year embarking on this epic quest that is Elijah Fire 2023. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a great year. We're excited. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you just need a little rest to kind of recalibrate and reset. So no shows next week. We will begin again on Monday, January 9th. And it's going to be fantastic. And we are going to be embarking on a new teaching series that week as well. I know I said that it was going to be Mandy Woodhouse and Costin Woodhouse, but they're actually on sabbatical. And that was kind of a new development. And so we pushed them to the next one after. So we're going to have Ivana, uh, Ivana Tia on and it's going to be awesome. And she was like, I asked her, I approached her about it. And like her face, you should have seen her face. She like lit up. She got so excited. So, and she's just a really gifted teacher. So it's going to be a great teaching series. Um, so we'll d- give more details on that later, but very exciting. Also, we, uh, you know, this is the end of the year and we've been talking about end of the year donations. Some of you are going, yeah, you don't want to do one last, one last hurrah of a donation that also will be tax deductible on these tax returns coming up. Uh, so obviously we're reaching that deadline very soon, uh, but we actually have a new update video of um, of the water wells. And I have some details. I wrote them down because Steve was talking about it today. And I was like, wow, this is really good information. And I realized that it's buried in my notepad. So I'm looking it up live right here. But yeah, so Uh, As of this year, by the end of this year, we'll have 77 wells that we have dug and they're complete and everything. Um, So we've already got six lined up for the start of the year. And then we also dug, I didn't know this, we dug three wells in Nepal and then we've dug some in Ethiopia as well. So we're branching outside of Uganda and that's amazing. But your guys' donations were what made that possible. And so we just thank you guys so much. Uh, For those of you who've already got in on this, anytime you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, Obviously, a portion of that goes to this to make sure that it's free five days a week, all that. But it also opens up the door for us to be able to send some over there to uh, help with these wells. So any money that you give, some a portion of that will go to these well efforts. So thank you guys so much. We're going to play a quick video, an update video, and then we're going to get going. There you go. So anytime you donate, that's how you do it. Elijahfire.com slash donate. And then also if you're wanting to mail a check there at the end, we play a little outro. That's got the mailing address there. Also in the description, we always put it near the bottom. There's a mailing address there. So, all right, without any further ado, I want to bring in my guests today. Um, They're an absolute dynamite duo. uh, And I've been really looking forward to this. They host the podcast, Primetime Game Changers, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, all that good stuff. But they're also the co-leaders of the Young Adult Ministry Game Changers at Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Yes, that Lord of Hosts Church, Hank Kuhneman, all those guys, amazing guys. These guys are equally as amazing. So let's bring in my guest today, Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong. What's up, guys? What's going on? How are you doing, man? Good, good. Welcome back to the show. Happy almost New Year. Yes, happy almost New Year to you <laughs> yeah. as well, and happy almost Most, birthday. Yes, birthday. <laughs> oh, Come on right. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to shout you out in your own yeah, show, right, brother, yeah. you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, um, okay, guys, we're, you know, we met, um, phone call, uh, and we were, I was really excited about what we were talking about. Uh, we're talking about, you know, we titled it Anointed, Not Appointed, and we'll obviously get into all of that, what that means. Um, but we're also going to be doing a lot about talking about trusting your anointing as well. So I want to give it away to you guys. You guys can pick who wants to go first, but we're going to jump right in. 
Well, uh, you know, first off, thanks for, you know, having us on again. And it's Absolutely. always an honor to be yeah, on. And pleasure. we, you know, pray that you had a Merry Christmas and that mm-hmm. um, you're getting ready to just step into a new year. And, you know, Anthony, we have been discussing together and even on our show about just um, really stepping into your new year and declaring that, listen, 2023 is 2020 free, 2021 mm-hmm. free, 2022 free, like meaning the years of the past, the hardships of the past is no more. We have to start believing and declaring, you know, my parents have always spoken about that, preached about that, that we have to declare it's a new season now as we're stepping into 2023. The things of the old, the harsh seasons of the past is no more. And we've got to be full force now into that new year. And I just want to encourage those people to make that your mindset here as we enter into the new year in these final days. That's exactly right. Along with Matt was saying, you know, this is the year of being free from the things of the past that have plagued us. You know, the last two years, we've been beating that for, you know, like it's a dead horse. Uh, Just all it's worth repeating, though. Yes, it it is. It's worth repeating. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of battles, a lot of trials, a lot Mm -hmm. of challenges. But as we step into this new year, we fully believe that God has positioned us Um, and also anointed us to step into this season to do some things that a lot of us have never thought about doing. Come on. A lot of things that, you know, maybe we haven't even dreamed of doing. We also, you know, have been talking here at Lord of Hosts about how this is the year coming up of the never so scenes. It's good. So a lot of those things that people have been believing for and dreaming for, you're going to be stepping into uh, a season of being able to do that, but yeah. also going above and beyond and doing things that you never even dreamed of. Yeah. But along with that comes an equipping and a responsibility. And that's mm. where Matt and I had been talking about being anointed, the importance of being anointed versus appointed. And we're going to get into that. Yes. But, you know, we just want to encourage everybody that God has positioned you and called you for such a time as this. You have a purpose, otherwise you wouldn't be here. We've said many, many times before our game changers that the reason why you're alive is because God saw a problem on this earth that only you could fix. So this is going to be the year of a lot of fixing, and we're fixing to see God do some major things. Amen. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to go with that, the key words that I I encourage the audience today is to know the difference between anointed versus appointed. Absolutely, That will set the tone for your life going forward, especially into this new year. I'm telling you, that has been in your heart and my heart, bro, with like everything. Like it is like the foundation of what we're stepping into into the next year. Because listen, you have to understand when you, when you know what the anointing is, then you can trust your anointing. You have to start to trust your anointing. And again, there should be no fear in success. Some people are so afraid and so stagnant that, oh, I'm afraid to let God use me. And they're afraid of stepping into that next season and letting God use them. Or they're afraid of when they are used and they start to have that anointing and that success around them. Well, is that going to bring backlash now? So they're afraid of stepping into success. Um, and, and, and to be honest, this is why this show is amazing, because here's the thing. Guess what we get to do, Jeff? We get to be the voices to the voice out there. Mm-hmm. We have to be yeah. voices to create what? Another voice, more voices. And so when a prophet speaks, okay, like you take a prophetic word, let's say from my father. Yeah. When the voice speaks, we have to now be the voices to carry out what the voice spoke. That's the important part in this is, listen, too many people get a prophetic word. Too many people hear a prophetic word. And when the Lord speaks, there's too many people who don't do enough for it or they just stand there. They're idle. And that that's something we're going to talk about today um, is, listen, when you have a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, okay, and ancestors, that anointing can trickle down. It talks about it clearly in the Bible. You just need to be able to tap into it and say, look, I'm not going to step out of it and choose to just be appointed for a season. No, I don't want to be appointed for a a season. I want to be anointed for life. Mm. There's a difference in saying, look, I was chosen for a particular assignment, a particular season, or I was chosen for life. Right. And that is the cost that some people need to understand and they're not willing to step into. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to step in and you can... 
you know, use me how, you know, how you want for this particular season, as opposed to, no, I lay everything down at the foot of the cross, use me how you want and for how long you want. Mm -hmm. That is the difference. And that's where people find the anointing. See, people are always wondering why, why is there so much turmoil around me? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? It's because we're not using the voices that we were anointed to use. That's why we see woke culture. That's why we see churches that uh, uh, won't stand out and say anything. Too many pastors were, they're saying, oh, well, I just don't want to get involved in that topic. Yeah, they're afraid to offend people and lose numbers in their church. Or, you know, this is why we see the stuff that is taught in schools today. It's like, wait a minute, what about the children? We have to be the voices now to use the anointing and say, look, I'm going to step into this season and this time, and I'm not going to stop until the Lord puts me somewhere else. Oh. I'm going to keep going with where he wants me to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to just do it for one day, a particular season or one month. No, I'm going to keep going because I am called to do this and anointed to do it. Yeah, it's good. That's really good. Yeah, I think too, I just got the image of like, I think I know for myself, not even trusting my own anointing for whatever I've been in enough to where I treat it almost like I was appointed, like it was this seasonal task that I had Mm -hmm. access to for a season. And it's a bit like the difference between getting a hotel key versus a key to an actual house. Right. So like, so like if I, if I give you, you know, if, if, if you're given a key card to a hotel, you know, it's a limited go, right. You know, it's a, it's a temporary place of residence. And for a long time in my life, I treated a lot of what I had as this temporary thing you know, and so as a result, it would like, it was always this bittersweet thing and not realizing, hold on, like, <laughs> what's the Bible say, right? And, right? and being able to stand on that certainty. Um, and it's a shift in that mindset of realizing, no, if Anthony, if I give you keys to my car, even, you know, that you can walk there 10 out of 10 times, and it's going to open, um, you know, and so I think uh, it's a it's a shift in our mentality. Yes. And, you know, I just kind of felt this in my heart, you know, again, it's been a very challenging season that we've been in. And I think a lot of people have kind of bought into the lie that things are never going to get better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things are always going to be this way. And you start to question, why is this so hard? Why me? Why do I have to feel like I have to walk this path alone? But, you know, I just want to say something real quick. You know, a lot of times we'll see some of these situations and challenges and moments in time as like a setback. But what if it's a setup? Hmm. Because if you look in the Bible time and time again, God always leads his people directly into conflict. And it's always for God to show his power to his people, but also to his enemies. And he said, these are my people we need to get over to the other side and you're in the way. So we're going to go through you. And it's kind of a reminder of God saying, I am God, be still. And going to the point with what you said, Jeff, about knowing that and having that mindset shift of, listen, I'm here for the duration of the thing. It's not just about a season that's going to change my mindset or my perception about who God is, one, but also what God has given me. And I think this ties into the part about being anointed, because I know that's a word that gets tossed around a lot in uh, churchianity, right? Like, I'm, a, I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are kind of scratching their head being like, well, what is anointing? So, you know, the difference in anointing and why it's so important, you know, everybody has gifts and skills and talents that they operate in, you know, um, but those gifts and talents can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. The really cool thing about anointing and the way to describe it is is when you submit your talents, your desires, and you align it with what God wants first, and then something extraordinary happens where now you have things that are manifesting in your life and you're all of a sudden stepping into things and doors are being opened that you're like, there is no way this could have happened on my own accord. Mm -hmm. And God has that extraordinary ability to release his favor upon your life. So it's your skill set, but God's power coming together to literally make waves and make a way for you to do things that you never thought you could do, but it's all for God's goodness and to further his kingdom and also to make other people around you say, okay, that was crazy. I know you and I know you're like a talented person or you have this gifting, but what you just did, 
how did that happen? And it just opens the door for you to be able to say, this is what my God looks like and this mm-hmm. is what he's able to do. Yeah. And God's getting ready to do that for a lot of people right now. Yep. He's getting ready to do that for this nation. But I want to stress specifically, this season is about you and what God wants to show in your life and what he can do and what you can do through him. Yeah, and that's on. what the anointing really is when it comes down to it. It's mm-hmm. your gifts fully submitted to him where now he's combining that with his power. And now you're stepping into another level supernaturally where you can do things through him that you never thought would ever happen. So good. Wow. Dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, a little bit yesterday on yesterday's show. We had Andrew Tao on, and and this is a, this is a a topic that I keep seeing come up. Is is the things, and I've released you know word as well on here about that too, about how I really feel like um, there's going to be a lot of ground made this year. Um, there's something about this just just weird. This doesn't happen every now and then. There's been a couple of times in my life when I can highlight specific years where I'm like. Yeah, this year feels different. If yes. And this this 2023 feels different. Like there's something, I have this just excitement about what God is going to do. Um, but this conversation is just as important because, you know, you can get a word, right? But there is some measure of faith that there's a lot measure of faith that needs to be uh, partnered with that word so right. much so that you get up and you actually go. Yes. You know, because <laughs> I think is. that Agreed. there's a lot and that's the important thing. Um, but as we go, Anthony, you said something, ha- people will ask, how did this happen? And I just really, there was something to that when you said that I'm like, I feel like people are going to be saying that a lot when they see things modeled for them, what it means to follow God, what it means to trust in him. And then how God comes through, you know, on yesterday's show, we talked about Elijah up on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal and the, and their reaction to him when he's like, yo, dice, d- douse this, douse this with water four times <laughs> and then watch, you know, yeah. and, and they were like, whoa, like, so there was no, no possible way they could have been like, oh, it was hot, you know, and sometimes bushes catch fire, things Correct. catch fire. No, yeah. it was soaked. And, um, and then Andrew even pointed out they were in a drought at that time. So water even then was a precious resource. So even then, you know, um, there was just a lot of really interesting kind of um, details. But I really feel like 2023 is going to be marked by a lot of that kind of stuff. People going as we go, as we step out and trust mm. God, um, people are going to ask, how did that happen? And exactly. it's really exciting. Yeah, and you nailed it on the head there. You said something uh, really key at the end where you said step out. So that's the part that Matt and I have been stressing a lot is the action part, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's really cool when you get an amazing prophetic word Mm -hmm. and, you know, of all these things that are going to happen, but that's all it is, going to. It's going to happen. So now you've got to put in the work, the action, which is, you know, driven by the faith in seeing God's word all the way through. So that's the part we also want to stress, which we can get into the meat of this now, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. why we talk about there's no fear in success. So you have two groups of people. You have you have the people that don't want to step out in an act of faith because there's risk. There's always mm-hmm. a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Always. And people, you know, will always make the fear of failure bigger than the success of God. Yeah. But then you have the other group of people who are totally fine with taking that risk. But then once they get there, they have the, wait a second, what did I just do? Now I have all this responsibility. I have the platform. I have people looking at me. Now I have to uphold this thing. So now they lose sight of the fact that it wasn't just their talents and giftings, but it was the anointing of God. That's what got them there. It's good. And so then they revert back to, well, I don't want to go any further because I'm not qualified for this. And we have a couple of examples (laughs) in the Bible of where this happened, but we want it to also be an encouragement because it it shows that God can take everyday people, Mm. regardless of our mindsets, regardless of what we think about our limitations and take us further than we've ever been at an accelerated rate. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, I know you had a couple of revelations. Yeah, you dude, light it up. Into. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know Anthony and I were discussing Moses and Aaron. I'll let you <laughs> share about that in a second. But um, honestly, like when you look at 
so many different stories in the Bible. There were so many people who did not trust the anointing and they were only appointed for a particular cause or a season, right? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So, okay, let's, let's, I'll break this down spiritually and then even naturally, right? Okay, so on the side of doing stuff at the church, I also coach football, okay? And one thing I always tell my quarterbacks is, listen, one thing that I learned playing is you cannot, like, there's, there's either the guy who's appointed, meaning you have an assignment to just be the backup. You're just the guy that rides the bench, and you only uh-huh. come in if my yeah. starter gets hurt or if my starter doesn't play well. And then you have the guy who's anointed to be the starter. Yeah, He's the guy, he's the, the one with the star above his head. He's the one that all eyes are on him, and you're anointed now because why? People believed in you, and you were anointed because of your skill level and your talent, and you worked for that moment. Mm. You put the time in, and the coaching staff all felt like you were the guy. Right. There's a difference in the two of them. Right. And I think sometimes we just want to sit back and let somebody else do the dirty yeah. work. Right. And it's like, oh, maybe my opportunity will come, but if it does, I'm a little scared of it. And yeah. I had to encourage some quarterbacks, stop thinking like you're a backup. Think like you're the starter, like you're the guy. Prepare each and every day. Even if we told you you're the backup right now, maybe that opportunity will come. Maybe right now you're not anointed for that season yet, and there is a season of being appointed. The problem is too many people sit in the appointed mm-hmm. chair as, a, as, as opposed to saying, okay, this time of mentorship and wisdom can lead me now to being anointed. That's yeah. the difference now. Yep. And yeah. so here's, here's, here's another example, like spiritually. Look at David's brothers, right, in the Bible. They all were fighting for Israel, but they were too afraid to fight the giant. So they were just chosen for a season, but David was anointed to kill the giant standing in the way. Yeah. David was anointed to get them to cross to the next land, to get them to, 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 to fight the enemy that was standing in front of them. And David shined. Why? Because he trusted his anointing. Mm-hmm. He didn't let no giant intimidate him. Right. And he didn't let his brothers talk him down. When they were trying to talk him down, okay, they should. They, remember, they told him, they, "Oh, you should have just stayed home with the sheep and attended to the flocks and fathers, you know, land." Okay, remember they said all that. The other thing is when you look at Second Kings two, and the fifty sons of the prophets. Remember, they all came to Elisha saying Elijah was about to transition on, but guess what happened when they all went to the River Jordan? Okay, there's there, there's four seasons. You had Gilgal, which is the manna stopped, and it's symbolic for getting into the word for yourself. You have Bethel, which means the house of God are connecting to the church. Jericho was the place of warfare and then breakthrough. And Jordan was the crossing over or transition into a new place. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the four of those, right, what happened? Elisha stepped into the anointing. The other prophets, sons of the prophets, They were too scared. They were stagnant. They were just like, no, we're going to stay here, not do anything. And guess what? The anointing never followed them. They were only appointed for a particular season. The anointing never followed them into the next level. Take Judas in the Bible. Judas followed Jesus. Judas was one of the 12 disciples. But guess what? He was too busy trying to define Jesus for himself as opposed to letting Jesus define the cause of what they all were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to the disciples, Take up your nets and follow me. He didn't mean, oh, follow me a couple times a week or, you know, a few times a (laughs) month. You know, we'll work it out, kind of a gradual thing to kind of get you there and all of that. No, he said, Mm -hmm. drop what you're doing. Drop your hobbies if it means it. Drop your addictions. Drop the things that you're putting before Jesus or before God and follow me. He said, drop your nets. The nets resembled what? A hobby, a, a certain lifestyle opposed from the kingdom of what God had planned for them. And guess what? Judas never reached the upper room where the anointing fell on the apostles in the book of Acts after Jesus ascended to heaven because Judas was too busy thinking Jesus was supposed to come and overtake Rome and all of this and be like the zealots. No, Jesus was anointed to save everybody. But see, the other disciples understood it. And actually, when you look at it, Jesus spent more time with three of them, Peter, James, and John. The other ones, they got more of their anointing when? 
in the upper room. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, it said John was close to was closest to God's heart. He was all the way to the cross, to the point where Jesus said, "Here's my mother." Okay, so we have to understand an anointing takes a willingness, a following. Yep. How bad do you want it? We have to start asking ourselves, how bad do we want it? I say this all the time. Be driven over motivated. Motivation is temporary. Driven is continuous. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. It, it, is, it is a lifestyle. It is yeah, a Yeah, regardless of motivation. Yeah. Correct. Motivation mm-hmm. is just like, okay, just this one day, I'm going to go lift weights right. at the gym. That's not going to do anything yeah. for you. Right. You better be lifting weights every day if you want to get your body to look the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the spirit. If you're not praying in tongues, if you're not getting in your word, if you're not speaking over yourself, declaring over yourself, looking yourself in the mirror and speaking, yeah. I will be successful in 23. I will be something in 2023. That's where change comes. That's where the anointing is produced. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, you know what you said too? Um, all those examples to me also point out the fact that there is an order that a lot of times we overlook yes. in the body of Christ of how God operates and the seasons that we have to go through and why we go through certain seasons before there's that breakout accelerated moment that we're getting ready to come into. And I want to share this with people too, because I want, again, we want to encourage you like this is, we are stepping into something major and I, I, that's the only way we can describe this. But, um, the example that I have is in Genesis 29. Um, and this is referring to Jacob. When Jacob went to his uncle and he asked to marry Rachel, you remember this story? And he asked to marry Rachel mm-hmm. and uh, his uncle said, okay, Laban's like, he agreed. Um, he said, I'd rather uh, give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years <laughs> to pay for Rachel, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. And he goes to Laban and says, I fulfilled my agreement. Um, now give me my wife so I can you know, give me my wife basically is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, they have the wedding ceremony and everything and it's time to go back for the consummation part. And that happens and Jacob wakes up and it's Leah, his sister, uh, or, or Rachel's sister. And so he goes back to Laban and he goes, why have you done this? You've tricked me. I worked seven years for Rachel. Seven years. <laughs> but check out, check out this verse, this next verse. Laban says, it's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn. But what, wait until the bridal week is over, then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you, work, you promise to work another seven years for me. So this part, I've never seen this before. God revealed this to me. Because I was like, that's crazy to have to work 14 years. In the first seven years, you got something that, or someone that you didn't want. <laughs> but then shortly after that, you got what you wanted. And then, but you had to work another seven years. But the interesting thing about that is the order of that. So he didn't get Rachel because there was a specific order in the way that their customs were to marry off their daughters. And the revelation that God gave me is sometimes we're going to go through challenging seasons or seasons of work and toil where we end up maybe getting something that we didn't want or having to work with people that we don't want to work with. But if you stick that through and follow through with the order that God has set and the purpose and the anointing he has given you, look what happened. Jacob ended up with Rachel. Also, if you look further In that chapter, Leah, the one he didn't want, gave birth to the first four tribes of Israel, including the tribe of Judah, where Mm. Jesus came out of. And we all know that Jacob ended up being the father of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. So the revelation that God gave me out of this is that there is an order to where there are challenging seasons that set us up as long as we're willing to withstand the process and trust him. Where, yes, there may be things that we don't want, things that we don't like, mm-hmm. people we don't like yeah, that we have to get, fact. that we have yeah. to deal with. Yes. Yep. But look what happens after that season. Not only do you get the things that you desire, but God's anointing will accelerate you even further beyond your wildest dreams. Yes. Yeah. I bet you it wasn't 
Jacob never thought that he would be the father or the forefather of the Messiah of the entire world. Right. Yeah. much less yeah. the father of the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And that's the revelation that I wanted to share with wow. the people today is, listen, we've we've been in a challenging season. We've been in times where maybe you've had a coworker that is completely woke and you can't stand them. Other people you've seen have gotten promotions and you're like, what? I've worked seven years, 10 years. <laughs> How is this happening? Why, God? Stick in it because you are stepping into that next seven years where you're yeah. not only going to yeah. get what you desire, but God is going to accelerate you even further. Yeah. 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 And I, I want to touch on what you just said, because I think that is the key in this is sticking into yes. it. Right. Because here's the thing. How many times have we seen so many people that they get a little bit of adversity or right. a little bit of um, opportunity and then they only want to do it for a season or for a day or two, and it's not continuous. It's not something mm-hmm. they keep pursuing, keep going in. It's like it's like putting somebody in a job field, and they bounce from job to job to job yeah. to job. It's like, why not just be cemented in yes. something and trust what you're doing that you can learn the things you don't even know within that field? Oh, yeah. That's the important thing. We have to be willing as Christians to say, okay, God, I will trust you. You're at the driver's seat but I'll ride along and then you let me know when you want me to drive. And when mm-hmm. he tells us to drive, drive. Exactly. And we trust that be, you and trust yeah. that you've been equipped half yes. the time. I don't half the time I'm ready for something and don't realize I am or learn something. And I yes. didn't realize like, I don't know if you guys have seen the karate kid, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> I just referenced that on our yeah. show the yeah, other day. That, did I not? Yeah, yes. I call, it, I call it God, Mr. Miyagi us, you know? And yes. So, uh, I yeah, said yeah, it the yeah, other day. That I is spiritual, Jeff. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's a revelation. I'm telling you, that's awesome. So I think that that's something that a lot of people are going to find themselves in where they're like, the door opens and they're like, no, not yet. God, no. Yes. Yes. If the door opens, step into it. Yes. Yes. Like the Bible is riddled with stories of people who just the door opened, they walked in and they were like, yes, yes. And God, even when they were like, I mean, you know, we we have Moses, Moses and Aaron in the, um, you know, that in the notes, you know, but even with Moses and Aaron, where, you know, Moses was like, Oh no, God, I can't do it. I can't do it because of this. And God's like, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give you Aaron to talk then, you know, but you're going to do it, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead and share on that. Anthony, yes, and then right. I'll share go my point it. to go along yeah. the lines of that. Yeah. Cause my, my point I was going to share ties into what you're about to say and then what you had previously yeah. said. So to share this. Sure. But just real quick about Jacob and Laban, like how much faith did this man have to be and how yeah. committed do you think he had to be to trust Laban to actually be a man of his word, yeah, be a man of his word after those seven years. And to me, it's a testament to Jacob's commitment. And to me, it's it's a prophetic narrative of how our relationship with the Lord should be. Yes, there are going to be things sometimes that God allows, Mm -hmm. or that of seasons we have to go through that we just can't stand. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But but, (laughs) you know, but just but trusting, but trusting the process (laughs) and knowing that God's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to accelerate you. But even think about this: Leah ended up being the one that provided the lineage for the Messiah. So even the things that you thought worked against you are going to end up working for you so long as you stay committed. Yeah, because God doesn't waste. He doesn't waste stuff. He doesn't waste anything. It's always a redemptive plan for him. But let's talk about Yeah, share your thought. Because, I mean, realistically, like, Jeff just said it. Like, God told Moses, I want you to go. And Moses was so afraid to go. (laughs) I mean, talk about this. He's afraid. Like, I mean, here, here we saw Moses... What God did for him, I mean, already in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Like he could have been killed he for what he spared his life as yeah. a baby. Could have been killed as a baby. And then he's 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 a prince, he's high appointed, and then the whole situation happens where he kills an Egyptian and God still spares him from that. And puts him in the hiding, yeah. And puts him in hiding and then says, Okay, I want you to go back. So Talk, talk about yeah. what you so, have there. So this is all stemming from Exodus 4, for those who uh, want a biblical reference there. Um, what's interesting, too, is what I noticed is um, when God calls you and says, hey, I'm choosing you. You're going to be my person. You're my dude. You're my girl. Mm-hmm. We're going to go forward with this thing. What he will do is he will reveal himself in a way where he'll perform a series of miracles where you'll be like, okay, I know this is God. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. 
And a lot of times, maybe that'll be a confirmation of a prophetic word that you received. Um, maybe it'll be a dream. Maybe it'll be somebody confirming a dream. Um, just So just keep that in mind in this story. But, you know, uh, verse 5, you had, was it ber- verse 4 and 5, we had him do a series of things. One of the ones that was most interesting to me was he, when he told Moses to put his hand into his uh, pocket, he pulled it out and his hand was like diseased, yeah. disease ridden. It was white. And then he told him to put it back in, back in his pocket and he pulled it out and it was completely healed. Mm-hmm. You know what my, my theory on that is? Hmm. It was so healed that it was actually better than what it was before. Hmm. Just so, no, uh, so Moses would notice. But those are things that God does just to confirm like, hey, I've chosen you and there's a reason for this. So he, he goes through these series of steps and the first thing that Moses says is, uh, he goes, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. And it's just like, dude, he just healed your hand. I know. This is the first thing you thought about yeah. was the fact that you stutter maybe? I, yeah, it's okay. like people today that yeah. are like, oh, I don't have a degree in that department, God. You know, I, right. I can't go there. Yeah. I, they're going to out-talk me. Like, come uh, on. Yeah, so then so then the Lord, <laughs> I, I love it because I feel like the Lord, you know, he has this funny way of putting us in our place, yes. but in a, a, a parenting way. So he's like, <laughs> Moses... You know, who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not see? Is it not me? Like, come on, Moses. Then he further goes on and further says, Moses again pleaded and says, Lord, please send anyone else. So so this is kind of a crucial moment in um, the discussion of Moses being chosen by God because this opens the door in my opinion my opinion, to some things that happened down the road yes. with the Israelites yes. Yes. and just the fact why they didn't get into the promised land. And again, for those who were, Moses is your favorite Bible character. I am not, I am not shaming Moses at all. He did some amazing things, but I just want to point out a few things he did along the way that I think kind of hindered even the great things that God did already for sure, me. It could yeah. have been even better. Uh-huh. But if you fast forward a little bit into this verse, into the next verse, uh, Moses, uh, God tells Moses to appoint Aaron as the spokesperson since Moses is, you know, worried about how he talks. So a key thing happens here where Moses could have been the sole spokesperson. So we know he's already chosen, but he could have also been the spokesperson. But now it's like we're divvying up the, uh, we're divvying up the calling here. Mosin, you're chosen, but Aaron's going to be your spokesperson. And once you fast forward to the part where Moses and Aaron lead the people out of Israel or out of Egypt and into the wilderness, you have the part where Moses goes up to the mountain and he's talking and spending time with God, and that's when God's giving him the commandments. But what's happening down below? Yes. The people start making the golden calf. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge? Aaron, <laughs> do you think this would have happened if Aaron wasn't the spokesperson and Moses was the sole spokesperson and yeah, also the chosen question. one? Probably not. Probably not. The people would have respected the right. fact that, okay, right. we're going to wait till Moses gets back. Right. Yeah. Now, why are we saying all this? Moses was fearful in the success because, well, not only fearful in the success, but he was fearful before the success even came. Because he had taken his eyes off of the anointing of God mm-hmm. that was upon his life and had started focusing on his own human limitations. Yep, yep. And listen, God does not care about your own limitations. In fact, he knows about them very well. And the reason why he wants to work with you is because in the verse, you know, in another Bible verse, it talks about where I am weak, God comes in and he is strong. And it's just a fact of whether or not you are willing to do the things that God is asking you to do. So the thing that saved Moses and the people is the fact that Moses was willing. Yes, there was some back and forth, but every single time Moses went back to Pharaoh and did exactly what God asked him to do. But again, I have to ask, you have to ask yourself, how much more would God have done for the Israelites and for Moses had he accepted the call fully and completely? as yes. God's mouthpiece, but and also yes. his chosen. And in this season that we're stepping into, right, 
we've got to be able to mesh the two together. We have to be willing to act, but we also have to be willing to speak and represent God. And I think that's what that's speaking to. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. And I think to go along the lines of that, I mean, Aaron threw his rod down in Egypt and it turned into uh, a a serpent, right? Yep. Okay. Think about that. That could have all been Moses. And shoot, they were complaining to Moses saying, you're the reason Pharaoh's given us more work and the reason that it's become harder now working during the day. You're the reason, you're the problem, Moses. And the children of Israel were coming against Moses. Had Moses just trusted his anointing, would he maybe have entered the promised land through Jericho? Right. As opposed to 40 years now of wandering around in the wilderness that the Israelites were in. See, if Moses would have acted the way he acted at the Red Sea, where he just trusted and stretched forth his rod when the Lord told him, how much more could they have avoided back in Egypt and even in the wilderness? Think about that. Could they have avoided all of that altogether? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where Anthony's getting at in this. And so I think when you look at this, back to my point from a, a, a while ago, when Jesus had asked the disciples to drop your nets and come follow me, he meant right now. Drop everything. Yeah. Not this is a two week thing or two two days a week type thing. I'll see you on Fridays and Mondays, and we'll work something out. No, this was drop what you're doing. Either you're with me or not. Could you imagine how the disciples had to feel in that moment? They didn't even know this guy. I mean, they've had they had to have had some sort of feeling inside their hearts, like I'm sure what they felt was the anointing. Yeah, that just like a switch went off in them and they were like, okay, this is what I got to do. It probably touched their hearts so much to the point, like the conviction was like, yes, I got to go. I got to go. I got to do this. Yeah. The problem today, Jeff, that we have in this, in this world today, and it's why Anthony and I have even started a series on primetime game changers about fixing the 21st century America. What do we need to fix? The standstill stuff, the stagnant stuff, the sit and idle stuff. If we're not getting involved and we're cowering out, then we're, we're doing the Lord a disservice. We're doing ourselves a disservice. We're doing the children who are suffering a disservice. We're doing the people who are, are really standing out there fighting against woke culture a disservice. We need to be standing. You know, here's the thing. Too many people have what I would say their blessing staring them right in the face. That could be an opportunity. That could be a person, a spouse, a friend, a um, job opportunity. I mean, anything. Their blessing is staring them right in the face. Problem is too many people shy away from it or never realize that's the uh, uh, blessing God was trying to bestow upon us because why? They get in their heads instead of their heart and their spirit. Mm -hmm. And then they don't trust God enough to say, okay, I'm going to go through with this. No, they want to define their life to God instead of letting God define mm-hmm. our lives yeah. himself. That's yeah. the problem here is, and, and, and it's truthfully why our schools are the way they are right now. It's why even divorce rate has got higher in our, in our world now, because you got people who have another, here's, here's another one of why people don't step into their anointing too much pride, too much pride. They got to yeah. win every argument. They got to win every single debate. Yeah. They got to always be right. They can never learn from wisdom. No, they've got to try to teach the teacher. Okay. And that attitude is why divorce rate is higher, why people are idle, why people don't get their blessing or their anointing upon them and why they just stay in the appointed realm. Okay. They want to choose how fast the car goes as opposed to letting God say, no, this is my timing. Trust the timing. Who cares how Mm -hmm. fast the car is going? You know, too many people are like, well, I'm scared to take that job. I'm scared to talk to this person. And they're like, well, it's moving too fast. Pump the brakes, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. The problem with that attitude is we're trying to tell God now how fast or slow I need to go as opposed to saying to the Lord, no, I trust that you got my back. You choose the speed. You choose the speed. Mm -hmm. And that is the issue today that I'm seeing is people are just stagnant. How many churches stayed closed down during COVID? 
and didn't come out and be bold against it. Mm-hmm. How many people didn't stand up for 45? Okay. Yeah. And say, look, no, what happened was cheating. What happened was fraudulent. What happened was an indictment and an abomination against our nation and our country and our constitutional rights. And people just stayed there and put duct tape over their mouth and said nothing. Because, or they would say something maybe one time and not continuously keep doing it. I'll say this for you, God, at this moment. But then after that, I wash my hands of this and I'm going to disappear. Too many people want to live in a cave. Yeah, We've got to be in the work fields plowing as the Bible declares we have yeah. to be the guys that are like jesus said fishers of men mm-hmm. don't fish for worldly things get out of the world get out of carnality get out of pride get out of compromise and watch now how the anointing starts to become more clear mm-hmm. the issue is it's it, 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 there's there's three phases there's the feeling process of the anointing there's the seeing process and the grasping process mm-hmm. yeah. you have to be the one to go chase down after the anointing and grasp it and say, no, yeah. I bring it here now. It's in my heart. Stop looking yeah. at it. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the, the 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 days of being able to stand in the space of I'll let somebody else do it are sh- shrinking pretty quick. You know, yeah. the, the, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot less standing room in that zone than there was two years ago. Um, realizing, hold on, like, you know, we, we pray for revival. We pray for a big move of God and realizing like, if you pray for that, you're part of it. And, right. and mm-hmm. um, I, I think one thing I really want to hit on really quick, though, is even in the midst of areas where Moses failed, I'll throw Gideon in there as well. Yes. Constantly doubting God and being like, God, if this is you, do this. And then he does it. And he's like, okay, God, if this is you, if you're in yeah. this, then do this. You know, and, uh, and he continued. They were both still called righteous. Yes, they were. They were both still called, you know, yeah. Could things, if we say yes the first time and, and go despite, like, it's normal. It's normal to feel freaked out. Mm-hmm. It is. Especially when it's something that you're like, this is so much bigger than me. It's okay. Yep. Yep. So long as you continue, your yes to God far outweighs your freaked outness. Yes. Where you like, go, oh, like, I can't do anything. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crippled with fear. Okay, God, no more. We're done. I did it. Okay. I'm going to go hide for the rest of my life. Um, yes. You know, yes. like as long as your yeah. yes outweighs that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your desire to hide. Yes. Like, God's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, because it's like, look, it, as you step out and you do it, you're going to see God lay the tracks out before you. You're going to see yes. him open the doors in front of you. But so long as that yes. And that continual motion of trusting in him, putting your faith in him. So long as that far outweighs the desire to run away and hide, like God is going to continue to reveal himself to you because he wants us to get it. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to hear him because when you get into those positions, those greater positions, he's, you're going to go through a season where he's going to even distance himself. So you have to listen even closer again of like, you know, it's like learning to, yeah, I just, man. Well, I mean, to go along the lines of that, we have to stop jumping on and off the bandwagon with God. Either yeah. you're on or you're yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. It actually says in the Bible, God spits the lukewarm out of his mouth. Uh-huh. So either you're on the train. I mean, you, you mentioned the tracks are going to start coming yep. and coming, right? So yep. let's take a train. Yep. Either you're on that train or you're not on that train. We have to stop telling God, look, I have no problem with gradual change. Okay. Changing over time. Gradually, God is changing us. But our willingness and that yes should never stop. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to change this weekend. But then next weekend, I need a little bit of the world. I need some compromise. Or God, yeah. I'll change. But you have to go at my pace that I'm comfortable with. You can't put me in this situation or ask me to go speak out about this. Mm-hmm. It, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. We have to understand that. Listen, stop with the whole I've got to go slow stuff. Okay. Jesus didn't ask the disciples to go slow, did he? No. No, he said, drop what you're doing right now. Here, I've never met you, Anthony, but I want you to come follow (laughs) me right right now. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Like, I mean, think about that for a second. Either it's a yes or a no. We live in this world where it's like, well, maybe, maybe I'll do that. Maybe is honestly a no, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe is yes, but with complications. Yeah. Yes, but it's on my terms. 
And the problem with that is we wonder why people still remain jobless, maybe haven't found the right job, haven't found the right spouse or person, haven't found the, the right thing that God wants for them because either they're listening to the outside noise or they're not looking in the right areas. Yeah, or unwilling to change. You know, unwilling to, to change to, and just trust like, God. Yeah. Or they're doubting God or, you know, they're letting the world creep in. It's like mm-hmm. we have to turn off the news and what the world is saying. Stop letting the world define us and let God define you. Yeah. That's ultimately what it, what it is. If you want to be anointed, you're not going to get the anointing from the outside world. Yeah. You're really not. Stop looking to other people on what their outlook is for you. Another thing we, we, we really got to ask ourselves going into the new year is, okay, what is my outlook going into the new year? Is it God's outlook of me? Or is it the world's outlook of me? Yeah, yeah. That's thinking, a huge literally thing. Just thinking about that, yeah. Stop thinking about what other people say and think about you and mm-hmm. stop trying to go at things at your own pace. Go at God's pace, God's timing, and stop questioning if you're going too fast or too slow. Yeah. Okay, really, actually, I would rather people question that they're going too slow than too fast. Yeah. Well, Jump and I th- in. Yeah, and I think to... Learn to swim. Yeah, <laughs> you know? learn to swim, people. I think to... Um, you brought up, uh, you know, God's opinion versus the world's opinion or what they're telling us. Like, if you step out for God, if 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 God has given you this vision of something and it's going to be, it's going to require boldness. It's going to require a great deal of faith. Um, there's going to be people that you love who are going to be anti what you're doing. Yes. And they could even be members of the body of Christ. And, and I've been in those situations several times, you know, and um, I think it's what's more important is if you know, this is God and you have peace about it, 3000 people's opinion of what you should do shouldn't trump what God is asking you to do, because you may go a route. God may take you a route that that's, you may have nobody around you that go, you may have everybody going, no, don't do this. No, no, no. Um, you know, just be like us, just sit in us. Don't, you know, don't, don't step out, you know, and, and there's a lot of motivations behind why people can do something like that. It can be their flesh is offended by your act of faith. Yep. I've seen that before, you know, or they can't see what you see. I've seen that before, you know, it can be a lot of different things, but what we need to ask ourselves what's more important 3000 people say you know say you're close with 3000 people which is crazy but say say you're close with 3000 people and yet god is asking you to do something that's contrary to what they feel is best for you what's more important to us we need to ask ourselves that and some of you in this next year are really going to have to lay fear of man down on the altar 300 times like and continually yeah. lay that down because uh, God is trying to root that out of you and trust him. So. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, to add to that, to what you and Matt were saying, Jeff, is the fact that, you know, faith automatically equates to believing in the impossible. Right. And there is no comfort zone when you're living in the impossible. No. And I think a <laughs> lot of us, a lot of us, what happened in 2020 with the pandemic is we we got duped into being comfortable. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, just stay at home. Don't go anywhere. The restaurants are closed. So don't even worry about <laughs> cooking. We'll bring the food to you. Oh, yeah. you don't have to go to work. We'll just bring the yeah, we'll, we'll bring keep the work you fat to you. and cozy. Yeah, just fat trust and us. cozy. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's not how God is. I mean, God is 100% every single day. He is going to do something or present himself in a way that is going to force you to do something that causes you to be uncomfortable. You know, there was this saying that I heard from a a person, but they said, you know, successful people do at least one thing that makes them feel 100% uncomfortable every single day. That's amazing. And I I believe with God, he's going to make you do several things a day (laughs) that are going to make you feel uncomfortable because one, he... The things that God desires for us are far greater than we could ever imagine. That, but the Bible says that. So our, hum, our capacity is so much greater than what we limit ourselves to. The second part is we're in a season of just crazy acceleration, meaning we're going to start stepping into some things that we never thought one would happen, but would also happen so quickly if we are so daring to step out of our comfort zone. 
The yeah. other piece of this, which goes back to the 3,000 followers slash friends, we think our friends on social media are like our friends in real life. And there comes a point yeah. where in this season, <laughs> I fully believe that the move of God, the way that things are going to work with our anointing is it's going to come back to just organic in-person connections. Yeah. We're going to have to get off of our phones, get away from our laptops, get out of the home and start actually going to meet people yes. where they're at. I'm not saying go to the bar. I'm not saying do things <laughs> like that, but I'm talking about get involved in your church locally. Yep. Hey, if there isn't a young adults group, hey, there's nothing wrong with respectfully uh, approaching your pastors and asking about finding ways to start one up. Um, you know, there's opportunities to get involved and in, in the local government level that you can do. And a lot of people think that's impossible, but you can do those types of things. There is a way that you can get involved with the education system. I mean, if you're in college, there are plenty of campus groups that I know of that are Christian based that, man, you can you can yeah. help launch and propel. There's one the ones that you can start on your yeah. own, but it's going to come back to you, like Matt said with Jesus, the people. We have got to get back to having real interactions, yeah. godly connections with people. Yeah. I, I mean, and your growth is only as good as your willingness to serve. Your comfortability mm, yes. is only as good as your willingness to sometimes and a lot of times actually be uncomfortable. Yep. Okay. If you want to be comfortable one day, you have to be willing to go through the season of being uncomfortable. And really, you should never get too comfortable. Right. The reason yeah. I say that is, listen, the only thing you should be comfortable in is in trusting your anointing. Mm-hmm. If we get too comfortable, then guess what that can lead to? Being standstill. Yep. Okay? Really. And, 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 and the thing about it is you talked about relationships and meeting people, going out there in the world. We have to stop the handhold cradling stuff. Like, we don't have time to sit there and handhold. Okay? We need to grab the anointing and say, listen... I want to now share this anointing yes, with other people. Exactly. That's I don't exactly have it. time to sit there yep. and talk about your past, talk about the previous harsh seasons. No, there's an anointing to bind those demons. I understand we've all got a past, but we sitting around and having vent sessions is not going to help any of us. Hmm. Let's talk about the problem and the solution more than the issue. Yeah. Okay. Sitting around and being stagnant and talking about, oh, the hardships of 2020 and 2021 and 2022. Are we really going to now let that enter 2023? Or are we going to change something and say, okay, this is the solutions to these last three years in this year. It's time to talk about the solution. Hmm. The absolute solution to the problem. Sitting around and playing ring around the rosy of, oh, well, 2020 was this hard. 2021 was that hard. 2022 doesn't do anything. We have to stop talking about the problems and stop with the whole cradling vent sessions over coffee and over tea and all of that. Like, no, God is not intending for this to be a soft session. This needs to be like warrior mentality. Let's go take what is promised to us. Fight the giant. Okay. All right. If David would have been gentle with Goliath, how would that have gone? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Let's man, can be we honest. talk? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Can we have a conversation? Yeah. Would yeah. you just let us pass by yeah. you here? No. He yeah. took a slingshot and went to war. Yeah. And, you know? And, and one more thing can I add to this? This is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but look, there are a lot of us at our age who are willing to travel hours to go to a concert, hours to go to a sporting event, hours to go to uh, a family gathering. Can we please get off of our our laptops and our TVs and off the couches on Sunday morning. Live streams. Let's start driving and getting inside the building. There's accountability in the church. There's the anointing inside the building that will be able to carry you outside of the four walls. And that's just the one thing I wanted to say. It's time, Mm -hmm. guys. We got to get out of this COVID stay-at-home mentality. It's time to press forward because God's ready to use you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I would love for you guys to pray. This is great. Really good. So I'll let you guys, you know, tag team the prayer. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, dear Heavenly Father, right now, we just speak an absolute blessing over the people. A fresh anointing going into their new year that the things of old will not enter 
into their new season. We declare blessing. We declare peace. We declare financial turnarounds. We declare new job Mm. opportunities. We declare new revelations over the people right now. Whatever their diseases, infirmities, whatever they have, it looses them now in the name of Jesus. We declare demon spirits, you go now back into the pits of hell. You cannot touch the people. And we declare a peace, a transformation, a complete 180 over the lives of every person that listens to this, that a 2023 will be a new year, a new season of 2023, meaning 2023 is free of the old season. Mm -hmm. We declare it now in the heavenlies. Angels go forth now, touch the people wherever they're at right now, wherever they're listening, wherever we declare a fresh anointing, a fresh fresh touch goes into you now, into your spirits, that the spirit of stagnant, the spirit of scared and do nothing will go. No more do nothing spirits. We declare a spirit of absolute fresh anointing touches the people now that they will go and do things that they never thought they could see themselves doing. They'll meet people they thought they never thought they could meet before. They'll have new opportunities and God, you'll be walking with them hand in hand and that they will go straight into their calling and they will not miss their moment in Jesus name. As that clock strikes midnight in a couple days, let a fresh anointing and a new identity of those people out there absolutely take shape in the name of Jesus. And we just declare now a fresh impartation of revelation of who you are in Christ comes upon you now. We say renewed mindset over you. We say increase supernatural wisdom as you step into this season of the never so scenes. God is going to direct your path. We declare it is a clear path. We come against and we say there is no demonic entity or opposition of what God has called for you that will stop you. We say it is a clear path. Any obstacles are removed. And we say now for for those who are crying out right now for friendships and mentorships, we say divine partnerships, divine friendships. We say yes. There will be supernatural partnerships and friendships and connections that will propel yes. you yes. into the calling and the purpose that God yes. has desired for you. You are yes. not alone. God is with you and he is for you yes. and he's going to show himself for strong God for in you Jesus in name. this year and in this season in Jesus' yes. name. In Jesus' mm. name. Amen and amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So I had a thought while you guys were praying regarding trains. We've been talking about getting on trains, everybody. Okay, so <laughs> if God says hey why don't you get on this train why don't you go do this thing we're going to go down to los angeles we're going to hop on this train we're going to go down to los angeles trains are on rails if you get on that train you are guaranteed your destination Mm. so rather you don't have to get on the train and go well gosh i hope we get to los angeles i i hope we don't (laughs) end up in denver i'm like you are on a train that has rails that is guaranteed its destination all you have to do is get on so that faith of getting on to that thing uh, on God's train, whatever it is, you know what it is in your life. You yes. are guaranteed that destination. All you have to do is get on the train. That's right. it. And stay <laughs> on it. If you jump off a moving train, it's absolute carnage. Okay? Don't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a real word right there. That's yeah. a good word. Yes. Yeah. So, Love it. My dad would appreciate that yeah. being a train guy. So yeah. Yeah. for all oh, those yeah, people out there. Yeah. He loves model trains, so yeah. he knows how that works. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So, well, how can people listen to your guys' podcast? How can they follow you guys? Give them the deets. Yeah, so you can follow us um, on the bottom there, Facebook, uh, Game Changers uh, LOH. Um, you can also go to Game Changers Lord of Hosts Church um, on Instagram to follow us. And then my personal Instagram is at quarterback Matt. So just quarterback and then my name, Matt. And then Anthony, obviously, you have Instagram as yep. well. I'm at anthony.m.armstrong. Um, also, you can check us out on Game Changers on onevoicetv.net, which is yes. our streaming platform. Yes. We cannot be canceled there. So if you yes. want all of the juicy, <laughs> yes. uh, controversial content, check us out at onevoicetv.net. It's all there. Yeah. Yes, it's, all it's our there. own network. You can't yeah. get canceled or <laughs> no, censored there. And no, we like no, that just, because, yeah, that's you know, I'm sorry. We got a bunch of snowflakes in the world that don't want to hear the truth. So, you know, yeah. that's, the, also, that's the issue. <laughs> also, I just thought of one more thing. Uh, Lord of Host. I think it's lordofhost.church.store.com yes. is where you can get some of the Game Changers uh, merch that we've been yes. wearing. Check that out, lordofhostchurch.store.com. Um, 
definitely check it out. We'll yes. have some new stuff coming out in the new yes. year as well. Sweet. And then typically every last Friday of the month, we have an in-person event here at the church or around the city. Um, and we'll do something as game changers. Sometimes different months it changes. If there's an event like, uh, like for instance, this month we had to do our Christmas party on the yeah. 16th of December because the last Friday of this month is like right before our New Year's Eve service. So like all the stuff is like on the focus of New Year's Eve and you know, what my parents are going to be doing in that service right now. And so that's kind of like the big thing. So, I mean, sometimes we have different conferences going along the lines and we have to push it to maybe the first Friday that month or the second Friday. But typically we try to do the very last Friday of every month, an in-person service. And sometimes it's a fun night. We may go out and go bowling. We may do a backyard barbecue, but sometimes we're in the sanctuary praying, ministering, teaching a word, declaring a fresh anointing, over the people. And so we want those people that are listening and watching, hey, take a weekend and come see us. We'd love to have you over at Lord of Foes Church. So Yeah. Yeah. And people can find out that information too on do you guys usually post it on your Facebook? Like yes. when you get the, okay, yes. Great. Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well guys, thank you so much. Uh, I just it was a refreshing, refreshing convo. Um I think it's like there's a lot there for people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to go to sprint into 2023. So God bless Amen. you guys. God bless God you. Bless Thank you, you Jeff. Thanks happy birthday us, Jeff. again, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. And happy new year, everybody. <laughs> happy new year, happy everyone. New year, God guys. bless you. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow, which is Friday. I totally woke up and thought today was Friday. It was not obviously, which is a bummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but tomorrow's Friday, everybody. We're going to have Cindy McGill. She's got a great word for 2023 as well. So she's going to close out the year here at Elijah Fire at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So don't miss that. Also, donation link at the end, ElijahFire.com slash donate. That, all that money goes towards keeping this free five days a week. But also we're doing, we're expanding. We're not a lot. We're no longer in just Uganda. We're in Ethiopia and Nepal as well. And we're going to be expanding. It's going to be amazing things. So some of that money is going to go towards those water well efforts as well. God bless you guys. And we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Cindy McGill. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 